Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Dream Bigger podcast. I'm your host, Sif, and I'm the founder of the blog, Icing and Glitter. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to remind you guys that I'm giving away one of my Lightroom presets to everyone who subscribes to and reviews the podcast. Just send me a screenshot to sifa.h91 at gmail.com. If you don't know what a Lightroom preset is, it's basically a customized filter for your pictures that makes them very Instagrammable. Guys, your reviews mean the world to me, so if you feel like the Dream Bigger podcast brings you value, I so appreciate you taking a minute to review it. So let's talk about today's guest. Her name is Britta Plug, and she's been called the queen of holistic skincare by Harper's Bazaar, and I have to agree with them. Britta owns and runs a holistic beauty studio in New York and is the founder of Wildling Beauty, a facial gua sha brand. So where do I even start with Britta? I fell in love with her while watching her videos on Instagram. She's a facial massage expert and makes people look like they've lost five pounds off their face through lymphatic drainage. She's pretty major. I know there's a ton of talk about gua sha, jade rolling, lymphatic drainage, and holistic beauty in general, and I thought that Britta was the perfect person to do a deep dive into this area with. I know you guys are going to love this episode, and I'm honestly so excited to share it with you, so without further ado, let's welcome Britta Plug to the Dream Bigger podcast. So Britta, tell me about your background. How did you get here? Long version or short version? Long. So I really think that I was born to do this work, even though that sounds a little bit crazy. No, not at all. So drawn to all things holistic wellness and skincare from Mm -hmm. such an incredibly young age. Yeah. Um, We moved, I'm Canadian, and then we moved to Germany. Wait, you're Canadian? Yeah, I'm from Ottawa. How did we not get into this? Like, (laughs) you did not tell me you're from Ottawa. Oh my God. (laughs) That's so crazy. So we moved from Ottawa to Germany when I was 10, and Uh That's when I was introduced to spa culture, really. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, like, we had this sauna in our basement, which was not nearly as luxurious as it sounds. It's much Mm -hmm. more normal there. Mm -hmm. And I was going on trips to, like, the baths in the Alps because that's just what friends' families did on weekends. And so I would, like, tag along, like, yeah, I'm going to go to the thermal baths in St. Gallen with you. Oh, my God. And I was also introduced to a more... Um, holistic approach to health in general. As a kid, I constantly had ear infections, like Canadian winter, you get it. And so I was on this like banana flavored antibiotic 
all the time. And we moved to Germany. I got sick, as per usual. Go to the doctor. I'm expecting my banana-flavored, like, liquid antibiotic. <laughs> and no, they prescribe me a tea. I go to a lovely apothecary where they pull out many little drawers of herbs. It's very Harry Potter, even though this was, like, pre-Harry Potter. It was mm-hmm. in the mid-90s. And they mix me, like, a tea. They tell me to take baths, to sleep, to eat soup. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, I was so confused, but it felt really, really magical. So all of a sudden, my eyes were opened. Um, Also, to fresh food uh, in Canada, we ate a lot of just, like, boxed and, like, pre-prepared foods. My parents were really young. They didn't really know how to cook. So it was, like, Kraft mac and cheese, zoodles, SpaghettiOs, you know, all of that stuff. When we moved to Germany, it was really typical. We were also in a more rural area. It was typical to like go to the market like almost every day, get fresh vegetables, cook from scratch. And so I was just, you know, totally opened up to all of these things. And um, pretty, pretty soon was hitting like pre-puberty times, mm-hmm. you know, real fun and got acne Mm. and so my mom sent me to the dermatologist and the dermatologist had me get facials in the office once a week I wasn't put on any medications topical or internal um I had extraction facials once a week which now I know things like lymphatic drainage you know or looking at gut health may have been even more holistic Mm. but at that time you know compared to the stories I hear of my clients who also had you know sort of preteen acne accutane Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so I was sort of, um, you know, getting these facials when I was, you know, at this point, like 12, 13, Mm -hmm. and would have my my girlfriends over to our house for spa night and kind of replicate these facials I was getting. So I would have them mask, I would have them exfoliate, we would go in the sauna, and then each one would line up one by one and get their facial massage with me. Oh my God. (laughs) I love it. It was, you know, like what other kid is really massaging their friends' faces at that age? Oh my God. It makes me feel like I was kind of like, you were training for this all your life. Exactly. And um, yeah, it was... High school was a little rough, and we there's a lot of moving. There was, you know, a lot of a lot of big stressors in my life at that mm-hmm. point. And long story short, senior year was not a time for me to be thinking about my academic future mm-hmm. and filling out college applications. I was, um, you know, really kind of distressed and just sort of like, what am I going to do next? Like, I have to do something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I love this skincare stuff. Mm-hmm. It's really relaxing. And I just, I love it. So why don't I go to beauty school Mm -hmm. and not waste everyone's time and money because I'm in no shape to be, you know, going to some sort of university right now. And I'll do this for now, work in spas. And then when I figure out my grown-up job, I can put myself through school working in spas. Mm -hmm. It'll be great. Mm -hmm. I have a perfect plan. And so I got started in skincare and, of course... Um, was still interested in this holistic aspect because that that was really sort of what got me into it. Like right. I loved, you know, early on it was like the body shop was mm-hmm. one of the most natural products I could find. Yeah. I was like, ooh, things from nature that you put on your face? Like this is <laughs> really cool. Um, but the, the reality was that I just kind of had to start wherever they would take me. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like this young thing just arrived in New York at that point. I was 21 and just like new to the city and just had to like get a job and like pay the bills. So I started in like like a huge spa where it's kind of like a car wash type deal. You know, you just 
clients come in, they go out, you do the exact same facial like over and over and over. And of course, like as an intelligent person, I was curious to do something different. I didn't mm -hmm. want to be a human machine. And my, my studies for my own health, healing, wellness, um, extracurricular, you know, sort of activities took me to yoga teacher training, to meditation training, to um, integrative nutrition with IIN. And so I was learning about all of these different aspects to, you know, be well in my own body, in my own life. But of course, that can't help but bleed over into my work as yeah, well. Of course. And so I started looking at things through different lenses and, um, you know, this kind of chugged on for for a few years I've been in skincare for uh, 15 years now so wow. it's yeah so this was this was playing out over a number of years but the the real defining moment was when I started learning advanced facial massage techniques mm -hmm. um, specifically facial gua sha because when I after I took that course and started implementing what I had learned and practicing the techniques in the treatment room, I was just completely blown away by the results that could be achieved mm -hmm. in a short period of time, completely naturally, without machines, without chemicals, just using my hands and a crystal. And that it I was so inspired, I was so lit up and really dove into taking any further massage courses I could find based around the face. I um, took Dr. Vodder's manual lymphatic drainage. Mm -hmm. um, what else did? There was connective tissue massage, also through sort of that same lineage. Um, sculpting techniques with a Russian master. Gosh, there were so many classes in a short period of time. I can't even remember everything. You just, like, became, like, that was your forte, and you just kind of rolled with it exactly exactly and so and that's really when everything clicked when I found like this is where I'm meant to be mm -hmm. and exactly how I'm meant to be practicing mm -hmm. because for a long time even though I always you know deep inside loved skincare and loved working with clients I hadn't found a way to implement this sort of holistic wellness side of things into my work in a way that made it really exciting and that mm -hmm. kept me engaged and that gave me the results I wanted. I really dabbled with, uh, you know, leaving skincare, leaving beauty to, you know, when I was doing yoga teacher training, thinking about being a yoga teacher yeah. or then, you know, being a nutritionist and, um, you know, also it was like looking into like, you know, Buddhist psychology, sort of thinking like, maybe I'll be a therapist, like looking at all these different things because I wanted, I didn't feel that deep fulfillment from my work that I was craving. Yeah. And when I started working in this way, it totally scratched the itch. Like I felt like I was so fulfilled and my work became so rewarding. And when I'm doing this, this facial massage work, um, not only do we get amazing results in the skin, um, but I'm also in a very deep meditative state when I'm working on people. And it just, it feels, it feels like home to me and it feels really beautiful and anchored. And um, again, when I started working this way, it's like the universe recognized like, oh, she's finally got it. Mm -hmm. Thank goddess. And 
the clients just really started flooding in. I started getting press. Um, my client base just grew exponentially. I was able to go out on my own. Um, I'd been working at an acupuncture studio before mm -hmm. that, and it was like, okay, now it's time to like spread my wings and like really do my own thing. Um, and then in May is when I just opened my own space on Spring Street in Soho. Wait, this May? Mm -hmm. Stop. You're yes. like, I can't believe that yes. because I've like read so much about you and like you've been on my radar so I can't believe it was just this May that you started your studio that's incredible thank you it's been less than a year yeah oh my gosh you were meant to do this for sure like yes. and like I think for me like as far as I know you're one of the like the top people for you know like lymphatic drainage and facial massage that's incredible yeah I really I was very lucky to be kind of ahead of the curve. You know, when I learned facial gua sha, nobody was talking about it in the West. Of course, it's been, you know, practiced in uh, Asia forever, mm -hmm. um, and it's very popular, but here in the U.S., very, very few people were talking about it, um, and I really convinced a lot of the holistic aesthetic community like that this is this is a good thing to be getting into like people had seen some videos that were really mm -hmm. rough and they're like oh I don't know about this mm -hmm. and now it's it's really caught on like wildfire totally yeah it's, yeah it's sort of everywhere and like I mean the effects are absolutely incredible like I mean we'll we'll get into like a whole thing about gua sha because I feel like people need to like hear in depth from you but yeah like it's it's kind of been everywhere um, okay, so you started in May, which is just like mind boggling to me considering your success, which is so, so amazing. Um, so what was that process like starting your own studio? It was brutal. Oh my God. <laughs> it is not for the faint of heart. Being a business owner is not something that I was trained for, that mm -hmm. I have any background in. I'm 1000% flying by the seat of my pants. <laughs> and... It was really just, it, it, I didn't start a business from the perspective of, this seems like an intelligent choice. Let me make a business plan. I'll map it out. This is going to be profitable, X, Y, and Z. These are the steps I'll take. It was more just like, holy crap, my business keeps growing. It's sort of like being asked of me. Um, it was sort of, I was pulled into it, really. And I couldn't, I couldn't be more grateful. But the, the timing to be honest, was not the best ever. Mm. I had mono last winter. Brutal. It was brutal. Oh my God, it was so brutal. I was so tired. I think that, you know, I was just working too much. I'd been going nonstop for, at that point, um, like a year and a half. And, you know, just like because my practice was growing and I was just like, okay, I just got to keep up with everything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, these, these really steep learning curves of, okay, I've got to like, you know, start kind of running a business a little bit and try mm -hmm. on this hat, which does not come naturally to me. Massaging faces, very natural. <laughs> Businesswoman, not so natural, but I'm learning. And um, yeah, it was just very depleting and really hard, but I also got everything I needed. Yeah. So I asked for help. Um, every single person that I needed to make it happen showed up in my life. That's um, amazing. Yeah, a client who had been working as like a huge contractor had just quit her job to go freelance and she was like, I'll help you get the build out done. Um, 
my mom helped me with like all the decorating and the design and you know just like everyone rallied together like my boyfriend was single-handedly like pulling massage tables up the stairs oh my god that's amazing well it all worked out it all worked out it all worked out it really did and um yeah I wish we could have uh, recorded in the space but of course it's in use right now because I have a team working with me now as well we've got uh two other estheticians that are both just phenomenal and also a facial acupuncturist who does acupuncture facelifts facial gua sha um, and also just regular acupuncture for the body for you know muscle pain or anxiety or digestive issues so it's an amazing synergy to have her in the studio for clients that need a little bit of extra help in that area talk to me about this facial acupuncture situation yeah I mean I'm not I'm not the expert I Mm. love receiving it yeah Um, but do you know any of the benefits oh absolutely I mean it's massively collagen stimulating massively um super super lifting sculpting um there is a lot of depuffing that happens as well wow yeah the first time I had it done I looked in the mirror after and I was like oh like that's my high school face hi I haven't seen you in 20 years oh my god that sounds incredible wow okay so lots of benefits for facial acupuncture and it makes you really happy because all uh, most of the work is happening on the face there's Mm -hmm. a couple of body points just to anchor the treatment yeah um but really all of the needles are going into the face and scalp and so that's a huge rush of upward flowing chi and so that makes you feel very very happy Um, yeah so it's a great one for like the winter blues as well oh good tip so people should be going to come see your facial acupuncturist if you're there in new york to beat the winter blues what would like float out of there on a happy cloud i love it okay so i was reading about your facial attunement method can you get into that a little bit yeah i wanted to have a word to describe the facial that wasn't just facial because so many people were coming in and they're like, oh, this isn't like any other quote-unquote facial Mm -hmm. I've ever had before. And there's no set menu. We do have categories of like lift and clear because people like to select an option that's going to um, address the needs that they have Mm -hmm. going in. Mm -hmm. But really, you know, the way I work is to... um, do an assessment with, you know, speaking to the client, seeing where they're at, you know, both getting information on sleep, digestion, stress levels, hydration, what's going on in their life, what they're giving me verbally, but also like, what am I picking up on energetically from this person? Mm -hmm. Are they just so freaking depleted or are they just like humming with adrenaline because they've been going nonstop? Mm -hmm. Like, what am I picking up from this person? How can I put all of the pieces of information together Um, you know, utilizing a little bit more of what I learned through nutrition coaching to sort of just like gather all of this information. And then, of course, looking at their skin, um, you know, reading it like a map, seeing, you know, where is their dehydration? Is there acne? Is there sun damage? Where is their muscle tension? You know, palpating for what I'm feeling in the tissue with my fingertips as well. And then, you know, integrating all of that information and finding a strategy that feels in alignment for them on that day. So really tuning in um, to what's happening for them and creating almost more of an intuitive facial Mm -hmm. because it's, you know, people can be like, oh, I want to come in for like the vitamin C hydrating facial, but there's, there's so much more to the work than just 
performing a series of, um, you know, facial steps and using a series of products. Like it's every single treatment is very, very customized. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, again, based on all of the different information, uh, I don't do extractions anymore Mm -hmm. anyway, but when I used to, it was also, you know, someone could be coming in with very, very congested skin and saying, oh, I want all these extractions. But then they're also telling me they just went through a breakup and they haven't slept in three days. And like, your skin is going to freak out if I try and extract it right now. You're going to have a massive histamine response. You're going to have a ton of inflammation. Your body won't have the resources to heal after having that many extractions. Like, it's really going to set you back. And I, you know, just like a doctor, don't want to do harm. I'd mm-hmm. rather help. So it would be like, okay, this person needs a very calming, grounding, nurturing treatment where like, yes, let's focus on lymphatic drainage and move the toxins below the surface of the skin, but they don't need like the, the minor, you know, sort of like skin trauma mm-hmm. that actually can feel like so terrible when you're already really stressed out. Um, yeah, so it's it's really that intuitive piece, I believe, that comes into the, the facial attunement. So speaking of extractions, so you're saying that you are not, like, I guess you, you don't offer them anymore because it's abrasive? Like, is that why you're not a fan of them? It's, it's yes and no. So it's not that I don't believe in extractions, mm-hmm. period. Yeah. Um, my other estheticians still do extractions. Mm-hmm. Um, is it like a case-by-case case thing? A huge part of it, yeah, it is, it's always case by case, and a really big part of it is that it's just not fun for me, Mm. and I got to a point in my career where there's enough demand that I get to do what I love most, which is the facial massage, Totally, yeah. and so if someone wants to come to me for the facial massage, amazing, and if they want to do an extraction facial, they can come to the studio and see one of the other estheticians in Mm. between, Mm -hmm. and you really can't, it's very, very challenging to do it all in one session because the strategy for lifting is going to be very, very different than the strategy for an extraction facial. Um, you know, if you're going to be doing extractions, you want to prepare the skin accordingly, you want to treat it in a specific way afterwards to reduce inflammation, accelerate healing. You want to be focusing on a downward flow um, of the lymphatic drainage of the energy. And so really the entire facial, every, every step that I would choose from cleansing to masking and all of the techniques I use would be based around just the extractions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, it wouldn't be like, okay, we're going to do a lifting facial and then just throw extractions in as well. Because to me, that's sort of, they, they would counter each other out. Right. Wow, that's so interesting, like that approach that, I mean, you see extractions as a whole thing on its own because not a lot of people talk about that. I feel like it's a lot like a standard thing in most places. And it's true, like a lot of the times I have gotten extractions and I feel really inflamed after and it doesn't really go away. So Exactly. It's not always the, the most intelligent step. I think it's just sort of hardwired into our sort of current facial culture. That mm-hmm. This is just part of it. You know, you cleanse, you exfoliate, you steam, you extract, you mask wham, bam, like that's it, like every single facial, like when I was in the spa world and those are just the steps that you go through. Mm -hmm. And the reality of that is that you're really just working on the top millimeter of skin. Most facials just address that very, very, very surface aspect, whether you're peeling it or infusing it, 
um, or extracting it, and I'm way more interested in going deep below the surface, um, addressing muscle tension, addressing the lymphatic flow, mm. addressing blood circulation, addressing the fascia, and mm. even you know sometimes doing intraoral work. So it's everything. Wait, what is intraoral work? I gotta That's, know about this. You put on the gloves and you get some fingers inside the mouth. Um, what are the benefits? The jaw from the inside out. So if you think about your jaw muscle yeah. on the outside of your cheek here, yeah. you can also access that muscle from the inside of the cheek. And so it can just be phenomenal for jaw tension, um, but also for lifting. And it's actually one of the secrets of the Parisian facial. Uh, this wonderful, famous esthetician, Joelle, is all about the buccal massage and lift that all this lifting that can occur by addressing the tissue inside the mouth. It's also how Meghan Markle got ready for her royal wedding. Oh my gosh. I'm just like, I didn't even know about this. Like, I'm a little blown away right now and... I'm so excited for you to discover. I'm like dying a little bit. Like, I'm just like, okay, like I need to get this done immediately. Like acupuncture and then this intraoral work, like I want it all. (laughs) Okay. So we've talked a lot about the lymphatic system. I wanted to get into lymphatic drainage because I know there's a lot of people who just don't know what that is. So could you get into details about like what exactly is lymphatic drainage? Like how does the lymph system work? Like all that kind of stuff, like share, share your knowledge. Yeah, exactly. And um, this will sort of tie in nicely to the wrapping up the extraction conversation as mm-hmm. well, because, uh, you know, addressing the lymphatic flow can actually be sort of an alternative to getting extractions, not, you know, exactly equal, but replaceable. So lymphatic fluid, for those who don't know, in the body is Uh, A lot of the water in our body is tied up in the lymphatic system. So we have the blood circulatory system, and then we have the lymphatic system, which is actually by volume in our body, way more than our blood. It's what pools in your ankle if you sprain it. It's what makes your face puffy if, you know, you cry or have had a night of drinking, eat too much sugar, long plane ride. Um... And it's also, you know, what swells up the lymph nodes when you get sick and you can feel like under, Mm -hmm. you know, the corners of your jaw when you have a sore throat and your lymph nodes get swollen. So the lymph is really the fluid in the body. And then the lymph nodes are kind of little filters that filter all of that fluid flowing through and look for any um, pathogens and kind of send the signal to the immune system if there is a pathogen in the body. And we're not so concerned about the immune piece, even though the the immune system is very, very tied up in the lymphatic system. We're really concerned about how it affects our skin. So Mm -hmm. I'll focus more on that. And lymph moves toxins out of tissues, including just regular everyday metabolic waste. So, you know, as above, so below, macro, micro, just like we take in food, take out the nutrients, and then excrete it, on a cellular level, that happens as well. So our Mm -hmm. skin cells take in nutrients, oxygen, um, and vitamins, and all of that from the bloodstream, and then excrete the waste back into the interstitial tissue. Interstitial just meaning, like, intercellular. Mm -hmm. Now, where does that waste go? It's really just hanging out in the tissue. The lymphatic fluid should be flowing, you know, throughout the tissues on a very subtle level to remove the waste. And then everything from the lymphatic system eventually flows back into the blood system, gets filtered by the kidneys, and then of course you pee it out. Mm -hmm. 
So if the lymphatic system is backed up, it's like the sewage system isn't working or someone's not coming to pick up the trash. You start to get buildup. What does that buildup look like? It can look like acne. Um, it can look like an overabundance of blackheads. It can look like hyperpigmentation. It can look like puffiness. Um, and overall, what people just describe is like a dull complexion. Mm. And so when we start to move the lymphatic fluid, here's the other key component. Our blood system has pumps and valves. We have our heart. We have our arteries using muscles to pump blood through the system. The veins work on more of a valve system. So it's moving throughout the body on its own. We don't have to necessarily like move our blood so much, although you know, exercise will get your blood pumping. Mm -hmm. um, lymphatic fluid relies on external sources to move. So actually, for example, like the pumping of blood can uh, affect the lymphatic fluid a bit, but it means that we need to be moving to move the lymph. And that's why you can often wake up a little bit puffy. And even after just like moving around for an hour or so, like you'll notice like you start to depuff just because you're moving your body. Um, so exercise is great for lymphatic flow. But we can also influence it tremendously through massage. And so with very specific, very light techniques, working along lymphatic pathways. So knowing the direction that lymph flows is very, very important to affect it. And on the face, that's typically just from the center line of the face out to the sides. So um, from like the nose, from the mouth, out towards the ears, out towards the temples, and then from the outer corner of the jaw, down, down, down to right above the collarbone. So that's the direction that we massage lymph. And when we start to get it moving, it's like we're bringing fresh water back into a stream. If you imagine like the stream has gotten blocked up, maybe a tree fell across the stream, everything, the water's getting stagnant, it's growing algae, who knows what's happening in there. <laughs> it's getting murky. It's murky AF. <laughs> and then we go ahead and like drag those logs out of the creek. Fresh water is flowing through again. It's taking away you know, any like funky algae, anything that's stagnant there and everything starts to flow along again. And that's what we're doing essentially with um, manual lymphatic drainage is moving all of that lymphatic fluid so that from the skin level, we then start to move the toxins that are causing blackheads, breakouts, hyperpigmentation, puffiness. Um, so it can just be really, really, really tremendous. Like transformative, I'm sure. Absolutely. And it, it is, although it sounds so transformative, it's also incredibly subtle work. Because the lymph is so surface, like right below the skin, you actually use a very light touch mm -hmm. to influence lymph. So it doesn't even feel like a whole lot is happening when you're getting a more lymph-based treatment. And we can also influence lymph a lot through gua sha. So, you know, with gua sha, you can use... Uh, different pressures, different directions, different techniques. And that's a much, I actually find it a much easier way than, um, you know, more traditional manual lymphatic drainage techniques can be very specific and almost a little bit tedious for mm -hmm. the practitioner just because it's very, very, very repetitive. Um, and I've found that gua sha can actually be, with the right technique, uh, just as effective so tell me specifically what is gua sha for someone who's never heard of this. Yeah. So facial gua sha is 
adapted from the traditional Chinese method of washa, which mm-hmm. is means scraping mm-hmm. um, on the body. And so you're, you're, you're scraping to bring up toxins. And if you Google it, it's terrifying. It makes people look like they've been beaten with sticks or twigs. Yeah, you have these huge red marks. That's for the body. For the face, it's almost its own technique, but it shares the same name, and it really is inspired by the work on the body. Mm-hmm. So you just have to give a nod to the, you know, the tradition when explaining. Mm-hmm. And on the face, we're using a stone um, to gently tug and massage at the skin. So it's less of this sort of like scraping sensation and more of a specific gliding with a gentle tug. And if you're using very light pressure, you're influencing the lymphatic system. Mm-hmm. If you're using deeper pressure, you're influencing the musculature, which of course can get so tight and then act as a traffic jam to lymphatic flow. Um, because when you have tight muscles, you're interrupting you know, the flow of fluids. So you want to release knots, you want to release all of the muscles, you want to do the lymphatic drainage, and then you can also, um, you know, really, really affect skin firming, skin lifting, skin brightening. Um, You're increasing the circulation of blood and lymph, and also just prana, life force, chi. So you really have this phenomenal glow. Um, Even after just one session, you can see so much more clarity in people's complexions. I just recently started experimenting with before and afters, which is, um, you know, I try and hold a very therapeutic space, hasn't always felt appropriate, but just for the fun of it, sort of like taking a picture right before and after, like, you know, an hour, 75 minute treatment and seeing how much can change just in an hour. Um, People's eyes are brighter, their complexions are brighter, their faces look more serene and relaxed. so it's, it's just really such a phenomenal technique. So say someone comes to get a gua sha treatment, they see the phenomenal effects. In order to, I guess, like keep the, the glow, um, do you recommend that they do it at home? Absolutely. And so because of that, I started teaching facial gua sha workshops. Yeah. And um, I was in L.A., teaching a washout workshop and seeing clients. I go up there every so often to treat clients on the West Coast. Yeah. And this woman came to my washout workshop and she she loved it. And she approached me after and she was like, you know, I really liked it. And she had a, a background as a product developer and she kind of couldn't help throughout the workshop thinking like, wouldn't it be even better if there were products, specific products to really support this work. Mm -hmm. Because I was working with just like a generic shape tool, a generic serum, you know, nothing was really like specific to gua sha, people weren't really doing this yet. She was like, you know, I think you should have like a gua sha serum, you know, to further enhance all of the benefits. I was like, you know, I should. (laughs) She's like, great, let's make it. And so our company was born. We now have a company called Wildling Beauty, and we create uh, facial gua sha kits. We've just launched our first one. It looks beautiful. It looks beautiful. Yes. And so we have a custom-designed stone. It's made from Beyond Stone, which was created when a meteor hit a mountain in ancient China, and this stone was created. 
It's mind-blowing. Wow. I get so excited every time. Wow, that's amazing. That. Yeah, it has over 40 trace minerals. It's such a phenomenal healing stone. Its therapeutic use actually predates acupuncture. Wow. I know. So it's really super special. Uh, it's that stone sitting right over there that I showed you. Yeah, it, it's – yeah, I'm – I want to get one. Like, I'm going to get one. Yeah. And so our third partner, uh, Gianna, really selected that stone for its therapeutic benefits. She's an acupuncturist and a cosmetic acupuncturist and also does intuitive work. And she's just so well-versed in uh, crystals and stone medicine. And so she, she selected this stone for our facial gua sha. And together, we uh, really designed the curves and the edges based on, you know, the at this point, probably thousands of facial gua sha treatments I've done. Mm. and looking to create something that would really have the the user-friendly quality but also the capabilities of a professional tool and then we have the the hydrosol and the serum of course you always have to hydrate the skin before applying an oil or else it's not going to work for you Mm -hmm. and so both the hydrosol and the the oil serum really focus on Uh, lymph draining and skin firming qualities so say someone is doing a gua sha treatment at home for themselves Mm -hmm. do you recommend they do this after they apply oil or is it when they have serum on okay yeah so uh typically when i speak of serums i typically mean oils Mm -hmm. um, because i'm so completely natural and and holistic that i don't work with many aqueous serums and a water-based serum also tends to absorb really, really quickly. And Mm -hmm. you want to have something on the skin that's going to allow you slip and glide for Mm -hmm. the duration of your gua sha ritual. Mm -hmm. So usually after cleansing, whether it's morning or evening, really doesn't matter. Whenever you have the time and it works for you, um, after cleansing and then applying your hydration and your oil serum. And then you're really going to infuse the oil. That's another benefit of gua sha is that it's going to help penetrate products much more deeply into the skin. Mm-hmm. and also allow you to slip and glide that's necessary to benefit from the gua sha. You don't want to just be dragging, you know, a dry stone across dry skin, yeah. having just the right it's amount abrasive. of slip. Yeah. Exactly. It just doesn't even sound nice. Yeah, it, just, sound it nice. sounds literally like scraping, like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah not good. Um, yeah, and so it's really when, as part of your ritual, when you're applying your moisturizing products. So say someone does want to give themselves an at-home facial, aside from like a gua sha tool and even like I'm going to get you, like what are your top products? And like I'm going to ask you to get specific, like is there a specific um, like cleanser? Is there a specific moisturizer that you really like? Like what are your, I guess, go-tos for an at-home facial? Absolutely. I love oil cleansing and true oil cleansing, not the type that really like emulsifies that you can just kind of rinse off, but Mm -hmm. the kind that you have to remove with a hot washcloth. Um, I find it so incredibly deep cleansing. So like, do you like balms as well? Like, yeah, cleansing balm would be totally fine. Yeah. Um, again, I, I love the ones that you really have to remove with a hot steamy washcloth. Mm -hmm. Um, and even some of the ones that I work with, uh, in the studio, the Laurel cleansers are a mix of like oil and tea and honey and clay, but they remove them like an oil cleanser. Mm -hmm. Um, so for any skin that can handle the hot washcloth removal, at least a few times a week. Mm-hmm. I think that that is just phenomenal for clearing the skin, brightening the skin, getting a very deep clean without any stripping. Mm-hmm. I don't like foaming cleansers. Um, I find them really disruptive to the microbiome of the skin. 
Very interesting. Yeah, and so especially because I'm here in New York City working in a very polluted environment, um, I find that that oil cleansing is just really key for anyone who has, you know, too much acne to handle, like a rubbing the washcloth or something like rosacea. I do, I like the Osea milk cleanser, the ocean milk I'm cleanser. I'm obsessed with Osea. I talk about them all the time. Oh, I, yeah, I met with them when I was in LA this past time as well. Like I love oh, their milk, nice. milky cleanser. Like I, it's one of my favorite products from them. Yeah, I worked out of their Venice studio last time I was in LA. No way, I just got a facial there the last time I was there. Oh, oh my God, it's such a small world. It is, it really is. Wow, okay. Yeah, so I really like their um, their milky cleanser for you know, very, very sensitive skin types mm-hmm. and that can't handle that hot washcloth removal. And it's also a nice one for, um, you know, the days that you're not wearing too much makeup, that you just want like a quick and easy cleanse and you don't want to do the whole thing because... Lord knows I am a lazy girl and I do not want to do my full routine every single day. Mm-hmm. Even as a skin professional, sometimes I'm like, you know, it's just going to just be want something quick and easy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so the cleanser. So what else? Serums, like oils, I guess. Exactly. Well, obviously the Empress Hydrosol uh, and oil, the mm-hmm. Empress Serum, those are both um, literally custom designed to enhance the gua sha treatment i love it um and are also very moisturizing and with our our early samples we were able to sort of give a a huge round out to some guinea pigs and get feedback and the results that i saw were just so amazing one of my clients who's just chronically dehydrated and congested um came in and i was like oh my god like what are you doing your your skin is clear there's hardly any blackheads and it's so moisturized like you must be drinking water and getting rest and like doing everything right. She's like, no, I'm literally in the most stressful period of my career. I'm like drinking vats of coffee. And the one thing she'd been doing is using a serum and doing washa every gosh darn day. And I, I, I was just blown away. And I, wow. I can't wait to sort of like really see the user reviews coming in because I think that it's so phenomenal. The, the star ingredient balm of Gilead just... It, is phenomenal for moving the lymph, creating a glowing complexion. Jill actually found this ingredient, our formulator and herbalist, who I met at that fateful gua sha workshop in LA. Mm -hmm. Um, She has a background as a a product formulator. She worked for Josie Moran for a decade. And in in her sort of like previous New York life, now she lives in LA and she's a mom and she, she had her own small skincare line, studied, you know, herbalism and, um, is now really the the driving force behind Wildling, and she loves um, like ancient sort of herbal books, like really really old, like going through old recipes. Mm. And she found this in uh, like an, an herbal book from hundreds of years ago that contained a recipe for a facial cream that would clear the complexion and like give a beautiful glow and it was balm of Gilead and so that's where the star ingredient came from um no one's really using it but so that's that's an amazing one and you know if you're on a shoestring budget and you just want to use you know what you can um just like plain jojoba oil organic preferably from the health food store is going to give you some slip and glide um I honestly also really love a high quality olive oil 
So whatever you can get your hands on that's natural, that works with your skin. I don't like coconut oil for the face. Um, you know, most of us know now it is pore clogging. It's very, very large molecularly, so it tends to sit on the surface more. Um, great for the body, not for the face. So do you recommend a moisturizer under an oil or do you just mm -hmm. go directly into an oil? So because I, I'm like so, so, so natural, I tend to avoid most moisturizers, not all, but mm. um, you know, a moisturizer is a mix of oil and water. Mm -hmm. And then you have emulsifiers, stabilizers, binders, preservatives, anything combining oil and water, you have to have a preservative or else it's gonna mold immediately. Mm. And so all of a sudden, a huge percentage of your product is no longer active botanicals. It's fillers. Mm. When you work with a hydrosol and an oil separately, when you mist your face with a beautiful rose water or other um, plant hydrosols, you're getting the hydration, you're getting the minerals from the plants, and you're also getting the water-soluble vitamins. Next, you apply your oil, you're getting the antioxidants, and the fat-soluble vitamins from the plant oils. That way, you're still getting oil and water, just like in your moisturizer, but subtract all of the fillers, all of the crap that's really just in there to keep it in this sort of like attractive cream mm -hmm. form. Um, and you know, for people in the Northeast, Canadian winter, New York, um, in the wintertime, it's great to layer a balm on top of that as well, just to seal in your hydration, your moisture, because it is, you know, so incredibly dry with the, the cold weather, dry heat indoors, all of that. So, you know, shoestring budget, I would say just like rose water hydrosol and plain oil um, from the health food store. Mm -hmm. And uh, like as the balm, what would you pick? Like, do you as have a favorite? Balm, um, I really love the the Laurel Healing Balm for just about any skin type. It's um, yeah, it, it's great for even acne prone skin. It's great for rashes. It's great for sensitivity. They have some other beautiful balms as well, but that's just a really really great place to start. Good to know. And so, speaking of acne, what is your advice for acne? Like you were, we were talking about before we started recording, you know, the gut is such a huge component when it comes to acne. Um, you know, working on, on optimizing digestion, um, you know, healing up a leaky gut, taking probiotics, you know, doing... Do you have a broth. favorite uh, probiotic? You know, I was doing the Dr. Mercola's for a really long time. My dad is obsessed with him. Yes, he's he's like, a funny guy. He's like obsessed with Dr. Mercola. Like, I'm going to tell him I interviewed you and he's going to die. Like, all he talks about is Dr. Mercola, so that's really funny. Amazing. Your dad must be a smart man. Yeah. But yeah, I, I had really good success with those, and um, a practice that I previously worked at carried those, and we got a very high percentage of our clients on them. Mm -hmm. um, and there was a great success rate. Most people had improved digestion, you know, very regular bowel movements, mm -hmm. everything was very happy in the gut, um, which then, of course, you know, trickles up to, you know, skin health as well. And people would often report that. Um, you know, when something's going well, you don't even notice so much that it's going well, but like a client would go on vacation, not bring their probiotics and be like, oh, I remember this was what my digestion was like before I was taking these, right? Let me get back on them. And of course, you know, ideally we would be getting everything from our food, but let's be real. Our food doesn't contain the, you know, 
microbes that it used to. Yeah, it's just not the same. I feel like you exactly. need you need help. And all the antibiotic use and everything. So um, you know, Dr. McCullough is really good. I've heard great things about uh, Dr. O'Hara as well. There's one called Inner Eco that I know you can get at Whole Foods here. And um, yeah, I'm sure there's others that are good as well, but those are just the ones that I, I've heard more about. Amazing. Okay, I have a selfish question. Yeah. Um, so I don't usually break out, but for the first time in like God knows how long, I got like a little like pimple on my cheek and yeah. I still like, it's going away, but it's still there. And I love oils, but I was wondering, is it safe? And like, would you recommend that someone puts on an oil if they do have like a small breakout? Oh, totally. So th- that's kind of, I have a two part answer. Mm-hmm. First being, um, if you have a lone little breakout or you tend to just like get one or two here and there, do not punish the rest of your face because you have one little guy. Spot treat that specific area and treat the rest of your face the way you normally would. Um, so often I'll have people come in just like so dry and like really stripped microbiome because they're like, oh, I was getting like two little breakouts and they start using like an acne wash or something on their face because they have two tiny breakouts, whereas the rest of their skin is like dry and sensitive and just like on its knees begging for moisture. So you want to treat the the rest of your face normally and then put a little blemish treatment right on that What's your favorite blemish treatment? The uh, Laurel, actually. It's really, really nice. Um, I've heard reports that it's also very similar to the Living Libations. Zippity Doodab, I believe it's called. Yeah. Uh, they both really focus on highly anti-inflammatory ingredients. So rather than being very drying, it's more like, let's take this inflammation all the way down, speed up healing time, and uh, the laurel blemish treatment also helps to reduce the scarring. So it helps to heal up that little red mark. I'm, I'm, I'm going to buy it. Like She's sold. Damn it. <laughs> No, you're sold. Oh, I'm sold. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought you meant sold out. I was like, what? Like, no, I'm going to go buy it, like, immediately. Like, I I need it. I don't know what the hell's going on with my skin. It happens. It happens to the best of us. I know. know, It's the worst. All the the things to do. You know, I work on all the stuff, but my own skin is my biggest teacher. Like, I have premature aging from my autoimmune condition. I still get breakouts just because I'm prone to them. There's eczema and psoriasis and so I get to learn about all of these beautiful skin conditions and how to work with them yeah yeah oh god let's a whole different conversation that (laughs) frustrating situation okay so I wanted to talk to you about Susie and Susie is a girl I just made up okay um she is in her 20s and has absolutely no idea what to do about her skin like she's never ever looked after it at all where does she start is Susie, like, using anything on her face? She, like, bar soap. Oh, my God, yeah. Susie. Susie, she, she just doesn't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> Susie, my love, let's teach you. Okay, so, you know, because most of us do live in, uh, you know, urban environments, we need to be cleansing every day. If you had, like, a perfect little elfin life and, like, lived in the Pacific Northwest in the Redwoods where the temperature is perfect and the air is dewy, you probably wouldn't even need to do anything. Susie would be fine. But because there is environmental pollution and most of us do, you know, wear a little makeup or SPF, um, nightly cleansing is step number one. Mm -hmm. Get everything off your face, but without stripping the microbiome, which is why I love the cleansers we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. Oil cleansing for skin that can handle it. 
um, the Laurel Oil Cleanser, the Clarity, I've seen just like be phenomenal for clearing, stagnation, excess blackheads, that kind of thing. It's really, really great. Very anti-inflammatory as well. Um, I also like the My Have Torn Oil Cleanser, and that's uh, pretty budget-friendly. I think it's $30. Mm-hmm. It's a little Swedish company. And the, again, Osea Milky Cleanser is great for the more sensitive skin types that can't handle that. Mm-hmm. So step number one, cleanse at night. Step number two, hydrate. So that's your hydrosol, something akin to a rose water. Mm-hmm. Step number three, oil. Mm-hmm. Um, and if possible, you know, although I was saying, you know, things like, you know, plain jojoba for gua sha, that kind of thing. If you can't get an oil that is a blend, I do like bringing in multiple ingredients because it's kind of like, you know, just eating kale mm-hmm. as your nutrient. You know, it's... There's a limited number of vitamins and minerals per plant, but once we bring in, like, say, some carrots and some beets, all of a sudden you have, like, a medley. You know, it's always eat the rainbow. We also want to... Love that analogy. Such a good Mm -hmm. analogy. So that's why I I do prefer uh, blends of oils for skins that can handle them. If your skin is incredibly sensitive, it can be skillful to start with a single origin oil. Yeah. Just like after an elimination diet, you might bring in a food one by one and Mm -hmm. see what works and what doesn't. Step number, we're now on four, would be a balm if it's appropriate for your skin as that top sealant layer to lock everything in. Now, morning, I have most people just rinse with water. Um, if they are you know, using a ton of balm at night or they're prone to breakouts or they have a sweaty morning workout, sometimes there is an appropriate situation for a morning cleanse. I wouldn't do an oil cleanse twice a day, though. I would use something more gentle. We could you know, bring in, again, something like the Osea Milky Cleanser or Josh Rosebrook has a, a nice gentle cleanser as well, the moisturizing cleanser. And then you would, again, hydrate, oil, balm if necessary, and I am a rebel and only recommend SPF as needed. Really? Yes. Wow. So like, for example, on a sunny day, mm-hmm. but not on... Exactly. And so again, I am in New York where in the winter, we are lucky if we get any sunlight at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, today is a beautiful sunny day, but um, most, most of my clients here in New York will get on the subway, go into an office leave the office, and it's dark. And basically, the only sun they get is a five-minute walk to the subway in the morning. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's just really unnecessary. Uh, For people that live in California, totally go for that SPF. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and even here in the Northeast, if you're going to be doing outdoor activities, if you're, like, going skiing, like, slather it on because you're getting all that reflection off the snow. You know, if you're going for a long walk on a sunny day, totally wear it. Um... But the thing is, you know, because I'm totally holistic, I love a natural sunblock, which means mineral-based. They work really, really well. However, minerals are stagnating for the skin. Over time, it's going to start to kind of like slow down that lymphatic flow and kind of contribute to a little bit of dullness, a little bit of sluggishness in the skin. And that's why I don't love it for every day you have when to pick it's and not choose. needed. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. So we use it when we need it. And then, you know, we use things that are going to benefit the skin more when we don't. Because it's, it's like a shield layer for the skin. It's not feeding your skin. It's not nutritive. It's not enhancing flow. It's just a protective shield. So only, only really as needed is what I say. 
Good to know. And do you have a favorite? I like the Josh Rosebrook one quite a bit. Okay. Yeah, I haven't found one that I like better than that. And that's really just for day-to-day use. It's not going to be heavy enough for a day at the beach or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Good to know. Okay, um, last question I have is under eye circles. Mm-hmm. What do you recommend to promote like brightness under there? Are you talking about puffiness or darkness? Let's do both. Okay, so dark circles... Um, I always have people sort of check in on anemia because if they are bruising easily other places in their body, if they're vegan, um, then that is a strong indication that they might be low on iron. And that is the reason for their under eye circles. Um, There's a supplement called Floridix or Flora Vital is the gluten-free version. It's a completely herbal iron supplement and that's really really great so anyone suffering from dark circles um, may want to consider that and of course always consult your pharmacist or physician if you're Mm -hmm. concerned about starting a new supplement and for puffiness um, you know from the internal perspective we want to be aware of food allergies specifically uh, gluten can show up as a lot of puffiness under the eyes sugar inflammation can cause puffiness alcohol can contribute to puffiness under the eyes um, and any autoimmune conditions I have Hashimoto's so I have chronic eye puff mm. and it's just like something I you know I just work with it is what it is. Uh, salty foods can also contain, uh, uh, cause us to contain more water, retain mm-hmm. more water. Now, how we work with them from an external perspective is facial gua sha, very, very gentle under the eyes. But of course, we're just working on moving all of the circulation below the surface of the skin. Mm-hmm. The reason that most eye serums, eye creams aren't insanely effective for dark circles or puffiness is because the issue is below the surface of the skin. Um, if a cream could penetrate that deeply, we might be a little bit concerned about, you know, what's in it that is actually entering the body. Mm-hmm. However, through facial massage, facial gua sha, we can influence the circulation below the surface of the skin. Again, always moving from the center line out to the temple to drain. And really dark circles are essentially blood pooling in the area. Sometimes it's melanin if it's a more superficial, um, almost like skin staining dark circle versus like blue bruise eye mm-hmm. circle. But either way, you would work with it the same. And puffiness as well. We want to move that lymphatic fluid out from just sitting stagnant under the eye and move it along those water channels and flush it out of the body. Oh my gosh, I'm just like completely blown away right now because I actually had really, really bad under eye circles. Like it was so dark mm-hmm. and um, I like I have really bad anemia and I got tested and like my naturopathic doctor got me started on a specific iron brand. Um, and since I started having it, like I noticed such a difference like in my like like for my under eye and I didn't know like it was that connection, but that's like, I learned something new. So that's amazing. So, so interesting. Yeah. Your eyes look very bright. Oh, a little bit of concealer today, but yeah, like it's definitely made a difference. Like I see before pictures and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, I don't know what happened. Like maybe it was my diet, but like now that you're saying it, I'm kind of connecting the dots and that is such a good tip to get your iron levels checked for sure. So yeah, it's, it's essentially a bruise. Um, and then the other thing is so many women come in and, you know, address, wanting to address these eye areas and they're like, I just look so tired. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have to ask them, 
are you, are you tired? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, I sleep like five hours a night or four hours a night. I'm like, aye, aye, aye. okay. Yeah. So no technique, no cream, no gua sha is going to help unless you start sleeping. Um, if people aren't sleeping enough, if people aren't drinking enough water, if people are eating a crap diet, these techniques aren't going to work with them because we are calling on the resources of the body. If the body has no resources, if it can't detoxify, if it's in fight or flight or not getting enough sleep, then this isn't going to have the desired effect. Oh, okay, I can continue to talk to you forever, but unfortunately we're out of time. So before we wrap, tell everyone where they can find you. They can find me on Instagram at Britta, B-R-I-T-T-A underscore beauty. They can find me at wildling underscore beauty for all of the gua sha kits in the world. And at Studio Britta on Instagram and online. Our website is studiobritta.com. If anyone's in New York and wants to come in and see me or one of my practitioners for a facial, we also just started offering virtual consultations for anyone that really needs that one-on-one skin guidance and doesn't live in the New York area. Uh, We set them up with our wonderful practitioner, Susanna, who is also a holistic health coach and has a decade of experience in the skincare room. And she will just set you up with a routine, show you some gua sha moves, recommend all the right products, rituals, and dietary changes for your specific skin. Amazing. You have been a wealth of knowledge. And thank you so much, Britta. Thank you so much for having me. 